Can you tell us what we're looking at? Oh, this is Lord Canley's cup. <laughs> yes! This is a Stanley cup made entirely, it looks like, of beer cans. Did you drink all of that beer to make the cup? All 256 were drank by Matt and Tony. And with that feat of human achievement, <laughs> it is time to start the show. Welcome to Boozy Brunch. Every Friday, Stacey and I uh, recap the week of shows on 106.5 The Arch. Are able to talk more freely than when the FCC is governing our airwaves. Drink more freely, too. Cheers. Cheers. Uh, so that was uh, Matt and Tony as they were talking about themselves in the third person. We were at the home opener for the Blues on Wednesday night, and we were... Sorry, I have ice. Every time. <laughs> Stacey's mic's off. We w- we went down and tried to find some fun people, and the first fun people we saw had like a, what, three and a half foot tall Stanley Cup replica with a giant mixing bowl on top, and when you look closer, the entire thing was just made of beer cans. It was really impressive because one of the things that stood out was how silver all of the cans were, which means they not only purchased them and drank them, they then cleaned and polished all of the markings off of each can. They polished them off, and then they polished them off. Exactly. <laughs> they explained exactly uh, how this came about. Can you tell us what we're looking at? Oh, this is Lord Canley's cup. <laughs> yes. This is a Stanley cup made entirely, it looks like, of beer cans. Did you drink all of that beer to make the cup? All 256 were drank by Matt and Tony. Yes. Yes, Man, also by Matt and Tony. I mean, you put in the work. That's part of, I think, the like the hand touch of an artisan. It's like, yes. you, you can't use someone else's drunk beer cans to do this. Exactly. How long does something like this take? Not, long as, not as long as it should. <laughs> what took longer, the drinking or the building? Uh, building. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the building. How long ago did you have this idea? Uh, like June thirteenth, like the day it happened. The day after, yeah, that's awesome. I have to say, they were probably the most fun people there that we could find. Partially because it was harder to find people than I thought. I guess I was expecting it to be at least half as big as Cardinals' home opener, but it was kind of a struggle to find people. Right, not even Cardinals' home. I was expecting, like, even if it was a quarter the size of the Blues victory, not even parade, but the Blues victory party outside Game 7. Right. Like, it would have been a crazy party, but, I mean, were there 500 people there when we got there? Maybe. I don't think so. We even took an Uber to Ballpark Village Mm because I was like, oh, it's going to be too crazy outside Enterprise Center. It's 5 o'clock. The game is two hours away. Uh, Let's go there first. Mm -hmm. We thought all the streets would be closed off. Tumbleweeds. So then we went Mm -hmm. to Enterprise Center. It was cool what they did. I mean, they blocked off 14th Street. They had live music. They had a huge Mm -hmm. stage. They had vendors. And the live music, I have to say, was really fun because they were a cover band. But they did songs that I don't usually hear people cover, like You Gotta Fight for Your Right to Party by the Beastie Boys. Everyone, all 27 of us were singing that song. All, all oh, week, I made friends with that Eagle Scout, remember? I was going to say, all week we've been talking about how Stacey's <laughs> kind of overly friendly and most of the world misinterprets her intentions. Uh, you say hi to strangers and you make eye contact. And what I've been trying to say is the, the, the time that it changes gears is when you engage them in the second question. Right. Hi, hi, how are you? Good, thanks, how are you? I'm good. Then you move on if it's a stranger on the street. But if he says, okay, then Stacey, oh, what's wrong? Or, oh, I'm going home to make lunch. And then they invite themselves over. Yes, that has, both of those things have happened. But uh, this guy, he was, he, he, he looked like a sweet kid. He was wearing like Marines gear, but he was so young it looked like one of the people who was like 
a fan of the Marines. Like, uh-huh. couldn't wait until he got to go to the Marines. Yes, he and was, his pants were exceptionally tight. He, they were well fit. They... He looked, Thank you for noticing and pointing it out, so, by the way, because then I couldn't unsee it. This guy was wearing, he was I believe it was a Marine shirt tucked into like khaki hiking, like outdoorsman mm-hmm. pants. And then those were tucked into hiking boots. But right. I have never, I have never seen better fitting and I'll be honest, form fitting mm-hmm. cargo hiking pants Did you before see my front? life. Did you see the front? I did not. What was... Uh, no, I was going to ask you. I didn't see it either. I w- no, I was only... <laughs> I mean, he's definitely over 18, right? So I could say I noticed that he just... Uh, Probably. He, he was a fit guy. He was a fit guy who was having a lot of fun, and you and him right ended up singing along with each other to fight right. for your right to party, and then he kept on looking back at you and, like, pointing. And then I'd sing... Right. To party! You know, we're not supposed to use licensed music on this podcast. Fortunately, and, I can't sing, so it was unrecognizable. I was ready to say you up for a compliment, saying it was it was so similar that I'm worried that we might get sued, but... Thank the, you. The truth does prevail. What if they're like, can you sing something to a different tune? Like, what if I sang ABCs to the tune of Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star? Would I still get busted? Oh, you mean the same tune? <laughs> a it lot of people did have your back, though. When we were talking about you being overly friendly. This yeah. did all start when uh, you almost took a guy home from Deerberg. I didn't almost take a guy home. A guy almost came home with me. Oh, well, as you... He was, I wasn't as inviting as he was trying to force himself I, into my home. That that went from decently funny and odd to scary, the way you just put it. There was no forced entry. Well, let's. Ex- this, this is what happened uh, just yesterday. Good morning. I have some commentary to make about women having to dull their sparkle because the world can't handle their shine. Right. Well, we were downtown for the Blues home opener yesterday. Uh, mm-hmm. There was a guy sitting on the corner. He said hi to us. We said hi. I kept walking. And all of a sudden, Stacy was nowhere to be found because <laughs> once eye contact is made with a stranger, you engage them in a full conversation. Why should a woman have to censor herself, not be her bubbly personality self and say hello and carry on a conversation with strangers? I mean, in this specific instance, it's because I got places to be. But oh, other, Jonah, <laughs> other instances, you are not helping. Okay, this, let me break it out real quick. Uh, stay, I've known Stacy. Jonah, Stacey, you are not the sun. The world does not revolve around you. Ooh, Stacy and I have known each other for over seven years. And when we met back in Santa Rosa, California, Stacy, I always called her the unofficial mayor because we couldn't go anywhere without her running into somebody, and then I would start a conversation, and I almost felt like flashback to when I was a kid and mom saw someone in the grocery store and then you're just like oh boy this is going to be forever but it did extend to when we moved to St. Louis two years ago because Stacy, you are such a nice and friendly person that it's not only people you know you'll stop and talk to as we were talking about if anyone makes eye contact with you it's an automatic hello how are you yes which again is fine but the follow-up question continuing to engage in, in a stranger's conversation I mean how much time in each day is given to that that you can't get back. Sometimes a lot. As much time as necessary. I think that it makes me feel good to acknowledge someone who probably just gets passed up all the time and not treated like a human being because of their situation. Mm-hmm. So if I can give them a moment of warmth, then they feel good about it and I feel good about it. But sometimes I do have places to be and I feel like I'm in a hurry. But also that's because I have a great life and 
I have a job to get to and I have a home to go back to and I have friends and loved ones to see. So giving a little bit of time to someone who maybe doesn't get any acknowledgement is worth it to me. Absolutely. And I'm the same way, Stacey. I'm the exact same way. Oh, so keep on, keep on shining. Thank you, Cindy. Paul's an original. I, I think he's more on my side. Teresa does the same thing as Stacy. Aw, Teresa's a little sweet pea. How do you guys get anywhere? Everyone that makes eye contact, it's stop, have a conversation. I know, and I'm like, oh, and then my foot's tapping, and I'm like, oh, jeez, I, I can't be rude. But sometimes I just gotta be, we have to go. So, sometimes the I've worst had- is when the other person has to use the restroom, and they're like, Stacy! Yes. I never thought in my life I would want to say this out loud. How nice can one person be? <laughs> Stop yes, spreading it all over. They're just nice. It is, know. and it is nice. The only thing I get worried about is that Every other person in this world is operating under a different social contract. So that when, Stacey, true. you stop and fully engage someone almost every other time, they're thinking way different thoughts than you. They're not like, oh, how nice is this woman to stop for 30 seconds in her day to acknowledge me? I've been sitting on the street corner and no one has acknowledged me. They're like, oh, I got one. She's into me or she wants to be involved with me in some way. That's why that guy who you said hi to at Deerberg's automatically invited himself over for lunch. All right, because most guys would think if a cute girl's talking to her, to them, that they want to, you know, hook up, have fun, make dinner. I have been accused of flirting a lot in my life when I'm just being friendly. When I worked yes. at a grocery store, uh, it was it was pretty bad. But this, it's, it's unfortunate that it's their world that you're living in, Stacey, because if it was the other way around and this was Stacey's world, everyone would be as open and friendly as you are. And People wouldn't think, oh, a girl said hi to me, time to bone. They would just be like, oh, what a wonderful time we're having. Unfortunately, I do think that that is kind of a a side effect or almost like a diet version of like now that everyone's talking about sexual harassment so openly. Mm -hmm. Like guys think women owe them something. If they go home with them, that means they owe them sex Mm -hmm. or something weird is going to happen. This just seems almost in, in a pretty bad way. A small version, like if a woman engages me, that that means she wants me and I should go home with her. Right. I do think that that is um, a mindset. Because you, you had mentioned in that call, you you have been accused of cheating or cheating, of flirting with people when it yeah. was you just being open and friendly and, and genial. Right. Exactly. I used to get accused of it a lot when I was a grocery store checker. Um, part of it is that I am just like, hey, how's it going? Blah, blah, blah. But also it was my job to... I, like greet you and say like how rude is it if you're in my line and I don't even look up and say hi to you it was probably the time that you uh, agreed to help a, a dude and his friend settle who was the best kisser while they were checking out but I'm sure <laughs> like All right, I'll watch you both go ahead no that the guy, never happened the guy in the left I think he gave the guy <laughs> on the right more tongue he's the better kisser <laughs> so a uh, man this is uh, I'm gonna interrupt you Amanda just texted me uh, I dropped her off at the airport what 30 minutes ago mm-hmm. uh, I had to sneak out of work for a second she's going to Prague for work so she's going to be out of the country for a week did you ever think you'd say that sentence no Amanda's going to Prague for a week so she'll be out of the country I'm just here on my own my international businesswoman consort (laughs) has uh so I drove her and right before we were about to go to the international place she goes oh whoops no it's it's domestic I'm flying I have a connection here and then I'm going international Ooh, dodged a bullet quick dropped her off she just texted me again 
So I forgot the second part where I got here two hours early for a domestic flight. I dropped her off on the timing that she was supposed to be as early as you are for an international, which is a whole hour earlier. So Uh, (laughs) I think her flight is still a full two hours from now. She got through security in 90 seconds and now she just has uh, an hour and 58 minutes to wait until boarding. So that's cool. Oh, poor girl. What kind of airplane person are you? Because a meme that I have related to more than almost any in my life was the one that I first saw a little while ago, which is marry the person who needs to get to the airport the same amount of early as you. Right. That's a good one. Because I have a friend who lit his job, like he, he considers it a job and a skill to get to the airport and walk up as they're boarding so he never has to stop moving. Yeah. Um, good luck with that. That would scare the shit out of me. Yeah. There's no way. Um, I'm an early arriver because you never know what's going to happen. Like, um, but I do generally get there two hours early, even for a domestic. I thought that was the rule. Is it one hour early? Alert. I do. I think, yeah, well, I do it whenever it's taking off, you take a half an hour back for that's boarding. And then you want, I want to get to the airport, like walking in the front door of the airport an hour before boarding. So I I only go half an hour early, earlier than you. Have you ever missed a flight? Uh, no. Mm -mm. Have you? I missed. Oh, you have. I remember. Well, that was not. Because I did the show alone. That was not my fault. Because you thought you'd just nip back into the studio by taking a flight from where? New York? California? I did not miss that flight. That flight was delayed until it was canceled. I Mm. do not take blame for that. (laughs) I was playing. You take blame for trying to fly back on the same day as our show. Same day, sure. But you just flew back to California for a family reunion last weekend. Mm -hmm. You landed. A night, mm-hmm. you get in here the next morning at four in the morning. So if you had the same amount of delays as I had, same shit would have happened to you. Mm. But oh, because you had a day earlier, that's more responsible. Mm-hmm. Same amount. Of, oh, okay. Thank you for clearing yeah, that up. You're welcome. No, I missed. <laughs> I missed one plane because I was just an idiot. Like I had my friend driving to the airport in L.A. I was flying. I did a semester of school in L.A. and I was flying back to surprise my family for Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. and. I just fucked up the math. I don't know how it happened. Say my flight was at 3.30. I just started to think I needed to get there at 3.30. Maybe that's when he thought it was like boarding or something. So like it's 3.20 and we're pulling like into the like airport and waiting in this like 30 car line. This was back in 2008. So they're still doing weird shit like randomly searching people's trunks for explosives or something like on your way into the airport. So I didn't even get, I've never seen that either. I on purpose by accident got to the airport after my flight had left the time we almost missed. And I got to run through an airport like they used to do in the movies. Yeah. Was was still living at home. And before the internet was like, on your phone, mm-hmm. you still had flip phones, so we got MapQuest directions. Mm-hmm. My dad trusted out. the fourteen-year-old to print out the MapQuest directions. Uh, didn't go to Albany International Airport as we were supposed to. I printed out the directions for Albany Regional Airport, which was a backyard. We were like, we ended up in a resident. It was like, see that one. I mean, I can't blame you for that. So you know how like just there's randomly small airports places. Like mm-hmm. I actually, I I grew up in a town in New York of seven hundred people. No, like. I knew every single person in the town. We technically had an airport down the road. I lived off a road that had a, an airport, but the airport was just a giant field that was mowed and like single engine planes would take off and fly. I was always secretly suspicious that it was like a drug running operation. Mm. So our directions ended up at one of those country open field airports and we were to get to Albany International Airport. No one knew how the hell to get to Albany International Airport. Oh no. How far was it? Well, 
Like after you found out, I know what you just said. So we <laughs> we were in. So we got back on the highway. We were in traffic, and my this I think is the last time that he was able to have this kind of human interaction before GPS took over. Rolling down the window and asking other cars stuck in traffic, "Do you know which way it is to the airport?" We had to ask several cars really? in slow moving traffic until some guys like next exit, take whatever north. Did that? Parked a car. My dad tried to say. Leave the stuff. We'll buy. We'll buy the clothes in San Francisco. Wow, what's up, Bala? Why don't you just have your private jet fly you? See, that's one of his. Uh, I will say, um, a light uh, a character um, characteristics he might want to improve on. Ooh, that's a nice way of putting it. That is a nice way of putting as it. So- sometimes, as soon as something goes real wrong, he just goes, "Fuck it, it's this now." Like that's why we have a piece of our table missing. Yeah. He was cutting a two by four with a <laughs> handsaw on our kitchen table when I was Can like I seven. Can I stop you for a second? Because you pretty much just had a St. Louis accent. Two by four? You just said two by four. <laughs> well, he took that two by four and he was cutting <laughs> through it and he ended up just cutting the side of the table and no ever plans to fix it. Do it for the next 20 years. The table just had a corner cut off because he was like, screw it. That happened. This is how the table is now. I have had that mentality before. I remember when I was about seven, my mom dropped me off at Girl Scouts and left to go, you know, whatever moms do. I'm seven. I don't know. Drugs. She's not. I, she was seven. I didn't think that. I thought she just went home to wait for me, of course. To do the drugs. So uh, it's I'm at Girl Scouts. I walk up to the door and there's a note that says canceled today. So I'm seven. <laughs> it's before cell phones. So I walk home. How like, far is that walk? Like 15 minutes. Not bad. So I walk home. <laughs> oh, we got. We oh, got, we have a visitor. What's up? Hi. Hey, at some point when you get Tom, you have to come on our show and tell us your story of being up in that. Uh, in the big oh, world. when I press the emergency stop yeah, button? you got to tell me that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're going to crush you for it. You have to know that. But that'll be the fun of it. Yeah, you want to yeah. do, do it sometime next week? Hell yeah. You uh, got it, man. If you got it, man. That'd be fun. Yeah, no problem. Okay. Well, good. Sounds good. Thanks for the invitation. That's fun. So uh, that was Bud Ford from uh, Bud and Broadway just swung in our studio. Uh, he had to bring up... Uh, when I press the emergency stop button on the St. Louis wheel mm-hmm. on uh, on my maiden voyage, we will get to that in about 60 seconds. Mm-hmm. But I, I wanted to hear how seven-year-old Stacy took a 15-minute walk. Congratulations for remembering how the hell to get home when you're in first grade. Thank you. Damn. Fortunately, it was at my school. So I, ah. knew, I, knew, I knew the route. So I get home and my mom's not home and all the doors are locked. I don't have a key. I'm seven. So apparently I'm just on my own now and I have to fend for myself. <laughs> I guess this so, is how life is. So I go live in the shed. Um, you actually went to the shed? I went to the shed. I'm like, I guess I'm going to live here now. What, as if your mom was never going to get home? Yeah, she wasn't. I mean, what do moms do other than wait for their seven-year-olds to get home? So and did like, you think she was never going to come back again? Yeah, I thought I just lived on my own now. Oh, that's it. This There were canned pears that my Auntie Aline canned in the shed, and I was like, well, if I can open these glass jars, then I'll be able to eat. Your, Stacy's mom comes home to find... Little baby Stacy <laughs> searching for the sharpest rock to yep. burst open her first pear can. Mm-hmm. So yep. your mom comes home to find a, you, you had a new home? Yeah, and the funny thing was, we remember it differently. In her story, she came home and I was just standing in the middle of the yard crying in the rain. <laughs> Even though there Did was you forget a your new house had a roof? <laughs> 
I don't know. I don't remember that part. I just remember going in the shed and, and thinking, well, this is it. And then this other times, home now. I've had that mentality before where I'm like, well, I guess I live in my room now. And I made a barbecue out of a coffee can and nails. And I was Damn, just going like, to have to live there. <laughs> you were resourceful. I love how the number one. The first thing you check is your food supply. <laughs> I'm, I'm alone for a half an hour. I must find sustenance. And secondly, as if uh, what you were, you just would not be allowed back downstairs in the kitchen. You just have to barbecue on your. Cafe I was just going to live in can. my room mm. because you know I'm a I'm a very independent eight year old, and I'll be living in my room. I am an I I n I am an I n g. D, I'm. I I don't need you. Yes. Okay, back to this Ferris wheel. I but also, you could just say independent and not try to spell it. Well, then she's not singing the song. So, <laughs> uh, is there a song where they spell it out, or am I just weirdly conflating that? And are you thinking of Destiny's Child? Yes. There's like there. I can't remember if they spell that in the beginning. Like Ciara is in my mind. Or if or... I'm just conflating respect. No. I don't think so. I I I know the song you mean. Like I'm picturing it, and I'm in the sexy studio. That was the name of my old radio station, and I can hear. Oh, I just thought there was posters of dongs everywhere. Yeah. Well, let me tell you this. Uh, don't ever make the mistake of being excited about the new website your radio station sexy has, and Google sexy because that turned out bad. We've we've been down that road. You've also tried to show me your favorite flowers. <laughs> Naked ladies. Naked ladies. Just pop that into the Google image search. So, okay, this Ferris wheel. Yes. This was exciting, and I felt very uh, honored to be invited. On last Friday, got invited down to check out uh, the soft opening of the Soda Fountain, mm-hmm. was the new restaurant in Union Station downtown, and also that came with a ride on the very brand new unveiled St. Louis wheel. It's like 180 some odd feet. It's is it? It's like London Eye size, right? It. I don't. I don't know if it's that big. Okay, but it's. I haven't been on the London Eye or seen it. In it's person. giant, and each of you get your own like enclosed gondola car, mm-hmm. and it's all bubble glass around. So you three sixty view of St. Louis. You can see to the arch. You can almost see into Bush Stadium. You can see the bright lights, and it's supposed to be great. Mm-hmm. I end up pressing the emergency stop button thirty seconds into the ride. I was not proud of it, but I did share it, and uh, well, this was uh, what happened on Monday. Amanda and I got to go check out the St. Louis Wheel on Friday, also try the Soda Fountain, that new restaurant that's opening with the crazy, amazing milkshakes and all that stuff. Uh, You sent me a picture of, what was it? Was that an ice cream sundae that you had? That was called the Everything But. Oh, it looked amazing. But uh, it did end with with me having to hit the emergency stop button on the Ferris Wheel at the very, very top. What? What happened? Please get me the hell off. Oh my God, Jonah, you are probably the first person to press that button. Well, it's, I mean, it did, it did look brand new and shiny. (laughs) So I, I have been making fun of you recently for your, your fear of heights on ladders. And you were saying that no matter what you have, I forgot about that. Thanks for reminding me. Yeah, Jonah. <laughs> and I, the, the thing that I couldn't comprehend, all the, you, yeah, you skydive, you do all this stuff, but you won't take six steps up on a ladder. Right. Now, for me, I'll, I'll look, I'll go on tall buildings, I'll go peer over the side of cliffs. I'll That's stand, crazy talk. I will tap dance on the top of a ladder. Oh. I don't 
care. <laughs> I didn't realize how deep-seated this fear of Ferris wheels I had was because we were waiting in line and I was telling Amanda what I thought was a cute story. It's like, you know, when I was eight years old, we went on a giant Ferris wheel and I was so scared. My parents had to signal to the people to stop it so they could let us off early. Ha ha ha. Isn't that funny? What a cute little eight-year-old I was. And Amanda goes, yeah, babe, that's when you're a little kid. You're going to be just fine. Oh, and Amanda. under my breath, I said, well, we'll see. <laughs> I thought I was going to be completely fine. Because they're enclosed, this right? One, yeah, 100% enclosed. But mm-hmm. this one is also 180 some odd feet. And the way I was facing, I was facing out. Okay. So that means. How many people are in the car with you? Just me and Amanda, thank God. <laughs> So we're in our own individual car, and as we're going out, I don't see anything except for the skyline because I, I can't see the machinery behind me or anything. I'm just surrounded by a bubble, and okay. it's going up and up, and I am getting more and more terrified. Like, I've been able to play it cool on dates at, like, the county fair when it's, yeah. like, a 60-foot Ferris wheel, and I'm just like, okay, this is kind of creepy. No I hope, way. I can't wait until I'm done. What was going through your mind as you were going up and up and up? I lost my mind. I like, I couldn't even move an extremity. Like, Amanda Aww. was like, I'll, I'll take a picture for posterity. Well, you better take it. I'm not taking my hands off of this bench that I'm gripping with all of my might. I started, I closed my eyes. I started doing little breathing exercises. And then at the very top of the wheel, it stopped so they could let more people on. So I'm just... Did it swing? I'm just swinging. Okay. At the top of it. I'm getting sweaty telling you this. I, 180 some odd feet in the air swinging. I was... I, I was about to lose my mind. I took, so I said, I, I can't, Amanda, I'm very sorry. I cannot do this. To her credit, she was very sweet. Okay, that's fine. We can so have. Is we, it like an airplane? Like you press the emergency stop button and a red light on your car lights up so they know who to let out? Now, this is, uh, they are wonderful over there. So they're, they are heroes and everyone else had an amazing time. Let me say that. You press this, right, there's a, a little emergency call button at the top and you just press it. It turns green and someone says immediately, huh? Uh, what 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 seems to be the problem? Can we assist you? And I just said, um, please, can you let me off when we get back down? And they said, no problem. Oh, <laughs> it starts moving. It starts swaying again. But now I know. Okay, this is just the countdown for one half of a re- revolution, and then it's we can on the be way off. down. The funny thing is that your description makes me want to go. It was amazing. If you are not terrified like me, and again, I was there was a seven-year-old in front of me in line. They had no problem. That kept on going round and round for everybody else. I think for me, it's the open air of the Ferris wheel. So I think in an enclosed car, I would love it. Uh, ba- re- immediately back to what the last thing you said back on Monday was: Are you are you serious? Would you want? It, would you actually go up? Because yeah. you are scared of heights more than me. I am super scared of heights, but in a different way than you. So you would go on the St. Louis wheel if you just got to walk into the gondola and it would take you around. But if you had to take a ladder to reach the gondola entrance, then you'd be then you'd be out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I think I'd be okay on the gondola because it's it's enclosed. Good luck, because this is I mean, I we talked about it back on Monday. I thought I'd be fine. I thought this time around Mm -hmm. I would be completely fine. I was absolutely petrified. But good luck. Thank you. I'm just trying to figure out why everyone is coming to me with this. Did you post this on our website? Because um, everyone and maybe. their mother is coming up to me and ask, is it true? Is yeah. it true that you're a giant baby? Because <laughs> Mason and Remy, they do the afternoon show on New Country. Uh-huh. I was walking by their offices the other day and they go, hey, 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 Jonah, come. Is it? Did is I that, post Is that it? a real story? Did you actually hit the emergency button? I was like, Yeah. And then they lit into me, and then just now, Bud Ford was knocking on our podcast podcast office door to ask me the same question. Hmm. 
Or did I tell did I tell their boss? And he or told are the people at the wheel talking about it? All I know. Or is it that we said it on our show publicly on the radio? It's as if <laughs> we have <laughs> a listener. <laughs> we got one. Yay! All right, uh, let's I, let's go because we okay. we have a busy day today. You have today's even, crazy. So we're about to head on over to Hollywood Casino. Uh, Kid Rock is going to be in concert at the Amphitheater, so we got the pre party at Ninety Nine Hops House, and then you are immediately jetting off to go do your first haunted house of the year. Mm-hmm. Lemp Lemp Brewery. We had talked this week also about the possibility of getting dressed up and and being a scarer to counteract your general. Enormous fear, but you'll go with me of haunted houses. I will. I was saying, do some reconnaissance to see maybe if you can get no. some, some costume. All right, okay, some character reconnaissance outside. Nope. Not until you're made up as one of one of them will you go interact with them. Correct. I might not even look at myself in the mirror. <laughs> Damn, dude. All right. Well, have fun. Cheers. Thanks. Cheers. Uh, 1065theArch.com. You can click on Stacey and Jonah. There's other clips from the show. Stacey and Jonah on Facebook. S-T-A-C-E-Y-A-N-D-J-O-N-A-H. That's exactly right. Same on Instagram. S-T-A-C-E-Y-A-N-D-J-O-N-A-H. And here I couldn't even spell independent. You're just running circles around me. Bye. Bye.